quiz of its kind on Desi Radio in the U.S. and win points, a prize, laughs, and make friends. To get on the Indo American News Radio, email today Indo American News at yahoo.com or call 713-789-6397. Indo American News Radio on Masala 98.7 FM every Saturday 3 to 6 p.m. with Jawahar Sanchali Pramod and Jyoti. crime politics finances climate change ah oh, sometimes it gets to be a bit too much that indo-american news unplugged we bring voice to your feelings call in to talk share or disagree with sanjali and jawahar and listen to jyoti playing songs based on indian classical music with pramod and sudhir so call indo-american news unplugged kick back and listen up folks it'll make you feel better every saturday listen to masala radio 3 to 6 p Indo American News Hello everybody this is Indo American News and we are here with our interview segment and it's a hard uh, it's a hard uh, nut to crack after that beautiful beautiful That's unplugged right. version from from Jyoti and Shekhar So uh, Pramod yeah you were there something and the guzzles uh, that they played were classics and uh, shaker's explanations were tremendous so i really enjoyed it it's right. nice to have guests at the yeah the it's always good to have live you know uh, live live you know live participants we know we know Li- yeah. live you know <laughs> yeah live participants yeah well uh, folks and if you've enjoyed that then you'll be able to listen to jyothi with some more original uh, uh, musical Uh, shows in three weeks time that's right and actually she did this in preparation for father's day right yes yes which is tomorrow no it's on the 18th oh okay 18th all so right. we have one more week to we'll go before that happens yeah. yes yeah. so out sh- there. this is her uh, last show before father's day so that's why she did it uh, today Right, right. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, hello, 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 everyone out there in Radio Land. We are back with our main segment with Indo-American News Radio, and as you already heard, the first one hour in the unplugged segment, we heard Jyoti with classically yours with Jyoti, who had live guests in the studio, and they were just wonderful—an entire family of singers. and and shaker is somebody that we've known for god for decades for, yeah for, it sounds <laughs> <laughs> makes it really ages us doesn't it and yeah and, so and what sporting. what's interesting is we have aged but he has not he looks about the same yes he, yeah that's true that's true uh, but uh, we should all age so carefully <laughs> i i loved uh, the the daughter is so sporting so ruby oh, yeah. yeah how old is she uh 13 okay. going on 14 very sporting and she's singing like pure classical wonderful Wonderful job Surbi. Well, so let's go on with our show now. This in the next 2 uh, hours we're going to be able to reach out to a lot of people, different personalities, different segments uh, to cover. And uh, so just Sanjali, you want to do the lineup? Absolutely. So here's the guest lineup for Saturday today, June the 10th. and you are listening to indo american news radio we are available on www.indoamerican-news.com and we are a production of indo american news the newspaper we are on 98.7 fm currently and you can also listen to us on the masala radio app you can uh, go on to www.masalaradio.com or you can download the app 
By Monday, you can hear the recorded show on podcast, which is uploaded on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Breaker. We have four years of podcasts and have had over 6,900 hits. Please do support our show. Select follow on our Spotify podcast channel to receive new updates. The more hits we get, the more support we get from Spotify. So please do give us a five-star rating. That would help us go a long way. I, I, let me interject at that point. We have just, uh, yesterday I checked, and we have gotten to the next level thanks to the support of all our listeners. So more than oh, 7,000, I'm guessing. Right, So yeah. w- and that has really helped us a lot. And if we continue this way... Uh, the sky is not the limit. The sky is not the limit. But Correct. That's right. All right, all right. So thank you, everyone. So that's wonderful news. Okay, as the crush of migrant crossings at the southern border have raised the ire of the public and politicians alike, it has raised concerns about a broken immigration policy. We asked well-known immigration Chiro Nanakara to explain the process to apply for the current asylum and humanitarian visas. So he will be joining us at 4.20 p.m. over the phone. Last year, redistricting created the new U.S. House District 7 by dissecting, or dissecting, however you want to say it, two other districts, and Congresswoman Lizzie Fletcher was elected to the seat. In this year's election cycle, Parvez Agwan is challenging her for the seat. He will be joining us today at 5 p.m. to explain his platform and ideas for winning the seat. For all you cricket fans, including Pramod and me, we have a special treat today at 5.20pm, direct from the World Test Championships in London, uh, the Oval, our freelance reporter and Houstonian uh, Rugved, Ved Damle, Rugved, oh Rugved, like Rigved, yeah, okay, because Gujaratis say it Rug, I guess, Ved Damle is at the event and he will be calling in uh, and uh, it's almost midnight in London, so he will be joining us at 5.20 p.m. to give us a report on the match. That's so exciting. Okay, also, stay tuned in for more news, uh, news roundup, views, sports, and movie reviews. To be featured on our show or to advertise, please contact us at 713-789-6397 or at News at yahoo.com. And if you'd like to call us now, the callback number is 281-277-6874. Please feel free to call us and give us your feedback, input, comments. And to do visit our website, indoamerican-news.com, to track all current stories. And remember to visit our digital archives from over 15 years. And now, here's Pramod with his... Wonderful news roundup. I have to come up with different adjectives. <laughs> That's right. Well, thank you for that. Thank you, Sanchali. Uh, live from Indo-American News Radio, this is Pramod Kulkarni with the latest news from Houston, the United States, India, and around the world. At the top of the news this afternoon is the 38-count indictment of former President Donald Trump on mishandling of classified government documents after leaving the White House. Also charged is the president's personal valet, Walt Nauta. Trump is accused not just of storing and hiding classified documents, but showing them to guests at the Trump National Golf Club. As he said, the documents are still a secret. 
Trump is scheduled to appear in a Miami court on Tuesday afternoon at rallies this afternoon in Georgia and North Carolina. Trump is expected to attack the indictment as a witch hunt. Already, the Trump campaign is using the indictment to plead for money from his supporters. Canada is continuing to ease entry into the country for immigrants. On Friday, Canada's immigration minister, Sean Fraser, announced faster temporary resident visa processing so that families can get together sooner while they wait for their permanent resident to be finalized. Canada is also emerging as a potential alternative for some Indian students in the U.S. who did not win the H-1B lottery. Despite these setbacks, the U.S. mission in India is gearing up for a record number of student visa applications this summer. There were two remarkable rescues in the news uh, this week. Four Colombian children were found alive in the Amazon jungle after their small plane crashed 40 days ago. The four children included an 11-month-old baby, and the oldest child was 13 years old. Meanwhile, on Mount Everest, a Sherpa saved a sick climber at an elevation of 27,200 feet. The climber from Malaysia had no oxygen, no energy, and was close to dying. The Sherpa carried the victim for more than a thousand feet down the mountain. In weather-related news, Canada's wildfire season is off to an unprecedented start. Nearly 22 fires have scorched 11 million acres of forest. The smoke plumes have been carried to the northeast region of the United States, where the skies have turned gray and some people are having difficulty breathing. Here in Texas, former Attorney General Ken Paxton is facing an impeachment trial in the state Senate next week. On Friday, his partner in crime, Nate Paul, was arrested on eight felony counts by the Justice Department. The 36-year-old Paul is a real estate developer of Indian origin and is accused of bribing Paxton in return for legal favors. In sports news, India is playing on the back foot rather at the World Test Championship match taking place at the Oval in London. On the fifth and final day of the match tomorrow, India needs to score 276 more runs after the loss of Shabnam Gill, Rohit Sharma and Cheteshwar Pujara. Virat Kohli and Ajinkya Rahane are on the crease and the score is 164 runs for three wickets. Serbian athletes are currently starting in two sports this weekend. In the French Open, uh, Novak Djokovic outlasted Spain's Carlos Alcaraz in four sets yesterday in Paris. Djokovic will face Kasper Ruud in the finals tomorrow morning. In women's singles, Poland's Iga Swiatek fought off Karolina Muchova of Czechoslovakia to complete her hat-trick of French Open titles. In the NBA finals yesterday, the Miami Heat managed to keep the Denver Nuggets center, the Serbian Nikola Dokic, quiet for most of the game, but freed up Denver's Jamal Murray and Aaron Gordon so that the Miami Heat are now have fallen behind in the series by one game to three. That's all the news for this afternoon. More views, discussions, and music as we continue with the Indo-American News Talk Show.
Wow, it's quite a week for all sorts of sports events, huh? Yeah, that's true. Um, so um, there's French Open, there's the NBA Finals, there's baseball going on, and then the controversy over about the PGA. Yeah, that's true. There was a merger between the PGA and uh, Live uh, yes, Golf Tournament the two that's golf sponsored by Saudi Arabia. Now, what does Live mean? I mean, obviously, many the, people have moved from one to the other, and now they're a little, you know, upset about the two merging, well, the, right? People it's, who stayed, the professional who stayed with the PGA, mm-hmm. uh, did not get the lucrative packages. Right, the they are upset. Well, MBS is MBS stands for the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Right. Uh, he's starting to use sports as a way to diversify his economy in Saudi Arabia. Correct. And live, I don't know what live means, but obviously you don't live very well <laughs> if, if you don't. You live it, actually quite well. If you don't Saudi if, money. If you don't join them, you yeah, don't live very yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. But that golf is not the only one that they bought into. Soccer uh, for, is also. Yeah, soccer is another game. Right. So they're big time into cricket too. Now they have their own team, right? That's true. Yes. Yes. So, so bargaining chip, and, bargaining too. And the Saudi team does participate in matches that take place in Dubai. And Correct. what is the Saudi league called? The Saudi Oilers? <laughs> <laughs> they should be. Well, that is uh, yeah. that's reserved there's, there's for Houston, a, remember? Yeah. Houston's uh, football team used to be Houston right, Oilers. Right. Right. Well, um, and you also touched on Nate Paul. Yes. And I don't know, we mentioned him last time, but I don't know if people remember or or they are aware that Nate is of Indian descent. Yes, yes. His parents are both immigrants from India. Correct. And even though the way he spells his name, Nate, and and last name, Paul, it looks like he may be a Texan for all that matters. Yeah. But the problem was that... um, that uh, between March 2017 and Mar- April 2018, there were several l- lending institutions that were uh, looking at his liabilities. He understated his his uh, his total value. He he said he had millions in his bank when actually he only had thirteen thousand dollars in the bank. Can you believe it, Pramod? Mm. Oh wow! Yes, th- th- even but that's a lot of money for most people. <laughs> well, thirteen thousand dollars, maybe so. But but then he, but over- he claimed that he had million. Brave, right. brave man is all I can say. And and he overstated. He understated his liabilities and overstated his his assets. Which is similar to what Trump does. So he's a yeah uh, Trump good, supporter, uh, I guess. Right. Good Indian. Uh, Getting ideas from Trump. <laughs> so in the twenty articles of impeachment, Paxton is accused of doing multiple favors for Paul. Using the resources of his office, including pressuring staff to issue legal opinions favorable to him and feeding him a copy of an uh, unredacted FBI briefing pertaining to the agency's investigation of Paul. So in return, Paul allegedly held Paxton with uh, with with the uh, renovations of his one million dollar Austin home and offered a job to a woman with whom Paxton was allegedly having an affair. Who? Uh, yeah, Paxton was having an affair. Right, right. Mm. He offered Nate offered a job to this woman. Mm. He had also donated twenty five thousand to Paxton's re-election campaign in twenty eighteen. Mm. So, but he uh, didn't have twenty five thousand. How did he donate? I don't know. <laughs> so and uh, he was taken away in shackles, is what I've heard. <laughs> right, right, and he looked very, very disheveled Serves and everything him else. Right, but that Paul they must sounds, have woken him up. That Paul sounds like a Bengali last name. Paul, Paul is a very typical Positive. Bengali last name. If Rick Paul is listening, then we just and, made uh, you. They just, you know, uh, anglicize it and make it Paul. 
Right. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, well, we we will be going into a commercial break right now and I can uh, make the quick announcement about the Tagore Center Foundation. Please do, please okay, do. so the Tagore Center Foundation in partnership with Pembroke Tap- Taparelli Arts and Film Festival, PTAFF, will host the Rooted in Wellness event and it will take place on Saturday, which is next Saturday, June the 17th at the Tagore Center Foundation, which is located at 3850 Ashburnham Drive. And uh, you do need to register for it. And the festival will promote diverse modalities of health and wellness to communities. Of, And it has got uh, all kinds of movies that they will be. It's actually a film festival. So there's a movie called Food Apartheid, which is directed by Alan J. Christ, founder of the Power Splash Project. And uh, D-Arc, the Science of Kemetic Yoga. That's another movie. So it's a free public event. And you can go to the Eventbrite registration link and look for Rooted in Wellness. Um, and uh, you will be able to register. But but please go anyway. If Even if you You're haven't registered. You're not registered, you can still attend. Because it, they, they want the public to really enjoy this. Yes. And there'll be yoga sessions. And there'll be morning meditation. And it's a nice, f- uh, fun day, I think. We'll be back, folks. Crime, politics, finances, climate change. Ah, sometimes it gets to be a bit too much. At Indo-American News Unplugged, we bring voice to your feelings. Call in to talk, share, or disagree with Sanchali and Jawahar. And listen to Jyoti playing songs based on Indian classical music with Pramod and Sudhir. So call Indo-American News Unplugged. Kick back and listen up, folks. It'll make you feel better. Every Saturday, listen to Masala Radio, 3 to 6 p.m. Indo-American News. So, Sanchali, would you like to tell us a little bit more about that particular event? So, this is the the what what is the wellness event that's going on at the Tagore Center Foundation? It's not going on. It will be next Saturday, June the seventeenth, correct, at the Tagore Center Foundation, which is located at thirty eight fifty Ashburnham Drive. And it is uh, being uh, done in partnership with the Pembroke Taparelli Arts and Film Festival. It will promote diverse modalities of health and wellness to uh, to all communities. And there will be a variety of events, including breath work, yoga, a selection of short and feature length documentaries, short films and panel discussions that highlight issues such as mental health, nutrition, exercise and community health initiatives. So we're looking uh, really looking forward to it and uh, the audience will enjoy powerful films and you know the panel discussions as well. So we are um, encouraging uh, uh, everyone since it's a free event Please do avail this opportunity and uh, it would be good if you can register but even if you do not register you can still attend it and the two movies that are going to be shown are Food Appetite and Apartheid. Apartheid. And uh, the first panel discussion has Carol Burton, Sade Perkins and Jeremy Peaches and the second panel discussion Opening Doors to Wellness, Strategies for Making Holistic Health Practices More accessible and affordable um, will be uh, they will have Eileen it will have Eileen Dong 
Carla Aguido, Dr. Carly Bell as the panelists uh, for the panel discussion. So it, it's really, you know, planting seeds of hope, how community gardens can improve health and wellness. So there's a whole bunch of topics that will be covered. So it would be a great, you know, day, way to spend the day. The, yeah, that is certainly the outdoors will. Next, and, next Saturday, June the 17th. And also, you know, go visit the Tagore Center Foundation. They have beautiful exhibitions of uh, Rabindranath Tagore. Right. And it's spread over several buildings. Uh, and Sanchali has been very much involved in this. There's uh, a child care center. So, yeah, there's a. Thanks, thanks Sanchali. We're going to go to our first guest now. Th okay. And uh, Pramod, would you like to introduce him? Yes, I'd be honored to introduce. Uh, Chiranjaya Nanayakara, uh, commonly known as Chiro. Uh, Chiro has more than 20 years of experience in U.S. immigration and nationality law. Prior to passing the bar exam, he worked as a paralegal, international trade consultant, and legal manager for two U.S. immigration law firms and business organizations. He has considerable experience in business and family immigration matters. He's also a strong advocate for children's rights. Mr. Nanayakara was instrumental in raising $35,000 within a four-month period for children who were caught in a political civic, civil conflict in Sri Lanka in 2009. Being an immigrant himself, Mr. Nanayakara understands the obstacles faced by immigrants who are seeking a better life for themselves and their family. Welcome, Chiro, to Indo-American News Radio. Thank you. Thank you for that lovely introduction. Thank oh, you thank very much. You. Yeah, You're welcome. You know, we had to Google all that stuff, Chiro. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't use chat GPT? <laughs> That's coming. Yeah, That's I coming. wonder what that chat GPT, uh, that uh, AI program will tell me. Yeah, tell know. About. You know, Chiru, that brings about an interesting point. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, professional services are done on on the computers, mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. yours especially. I mean, legal unless legal you actually forms. unless you go into court the courtroom and you you're meeting with a judge or presenting your case. But if you're writing a legal paper or opinion or a brief. Wouldn't it be easy for Chat GPT just to say, <laughs> write me a, uh, what you call it, uh, introduction to, or not a, uh, not an introduction, but write me an immigration a brief, a reason for to, to get immigration here in the U.S.? Wouldn't that put you out of business? <laughs> not really. I don't know. It may put us out of business. Uh, we don't know what this uh, program can do in the future. I mean. I, I haven't tested it yet, <laughs> we, uh, so we, uh, I would be, I would like to test. I mean, it, it, it could do wonders. I mean, it it could do so many things. We don't know. I know uh, well, a, a lot of accountants. Future, and it like scares. A lot of accountants and engineers are very scared right now. Yeah, yeah, they should be. I mean, you know, this could kind of revolutionize how we do be how, how do we how we live basically mm -hmm, mm -hmm. absolutely just imagine the workforce is going unemployment how the government is going to support the population yeah. are we going to get a kind of a stipend every month 
yeah. for living and and we are going back to socialistic uh, values well it may be the only way we can actually <laughs> feed ourselves <laughs> yeah so so this is interesting yeah. how technology revolution has um, unlike the industrial revolution mm-hmm. where the labor market got expanded mm-hmm. technology revolution has shrunk the labor market correct if correct. you go to uh, hcb today how many lanes are now self uh, scanning right absolutely if you go to walmart those say i hate to go to walmart because i had to stand in line for the longest period of time right but now today it is like self checkout yeah absolutely so wh- what does these things mean if, if you take a look at it shrinking of the labor market we are getting unemployed more and more more and more which is w- one of the reasons why we need to have more working class people <laughs> immigrating to the US yeah. and, and then they put in people to technology I and mean, people is shifting to technology people are shifting to those kind but, but that's for the new generation what about the old population which is getting older and uh, and 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 dependent on an income which they can't earn right how are we going to sustain this well this so i know ecosystem. well that was a nice side uh, discussion there but it does have some bearing on on the kind of people that are trying to come into this country from across the border especially on a southern border so uh, what what can you tell us uh, chiro there about asylum seekers issue, about asylum you know, seekers and we think and mow the lawn we are good <laughs> <laughs> but what about uh, right? what yeah or, or cook the food at the restaurant at gpd then we are good right so well, that's what i'm saying we need these people we need manual labor right and so a lot of the people who are trying to seek asylum and uh and humanitarian kind of uh visas they on the southern border tell us how they can apply for these kind of visas and how successful they can be in the southern border issue i mean uh, i mean let's take about this uh you know inflow of immigrants who are coming from uh the latin america just walking into united states open border that's all politics there's nothing like that I mean yes there is a steady uh, inflow of immigrants who are searching for better life uh, running away from persecution running away from their economic woes and coming here for a better life their parents, their families are here but uh, the numbers are low comparison to what they were anticipating uh. now what can they do what how can they gain uh you know uh into the united states and what 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 uh, things they have mm-hmm. now they have several programs depending on uh where what what uh, country you are from mm-hmm. uh now uh Haitians, uh you know that that is a program for uh parole Mm-hmm. uh people to be cuban reunification uh there's a cuban uni- reunification parole program mm-hmm. uh now there is a central american minors 
refugee and the parole program. Mm -hmm. Then uh, there is a uh, Cuban, Haitian, Nicaraguan, Venezuelan uh, program called CHNV. Um, if the, the the last one I said, Cuban, Haitian, Nicaraguan, and Venezuelan program just need a sponsor here mm -hmm. who is willing to sponsor them, and if they come to the border, they are in uh, mm -hmm. with under that program. Mm -hmm. Okay, but uh, people from other countries such as El Salvador, if you take, they can't use the same program. I so see. Suppose. Uh, uh, you know, and also, if there are Cuban families who have filed for their loved ones, uh, relative petitions, and waiting for visa uh, numbers to come up, uh, uh, maybe some categories 10, 15 years, mm -hmm. they, these folks can go to the embassies and get a parole document and come here. Mm -hmm. And they get work permit, they can stay here for that period of time until they get visa numbers become current. Now, this program is not uh, available for other uh, people from other countries such as India or Pakistan or Sri Lanka who is waiting for 10, 15 years. So, so there's, there's specialized uh, set-asides for people from different countries, from yeah. what you're telling yes. me. These are parole programs. And the now, wait time is different for each country. Uh, on the on the parole programs or the yeah visa parole parole program? parole no there's no wait time there are processes are different uh, I see but how long does it take for example the the Cuban uh, you know give or take it'll take about I would say about I mean four, five six months if they have everything you had to do it online. Uh -huh. Right now, uh, you know, Cuban, that CHNV program that I said, uh -huh. they are oversubscribed. They were anticipating 30,000 a month, but they have gone oversubscribed. So they are going first in, first out basis. From May, I do not, we don't do that much. Of, we don't have a huge clientele mm -hmm. on that. So we don't do that program that much. Once in a while we do. But uh, uh, right now, I, I would assume the last time I, uh, I, I had experience with it, it just got picked within about two months. Well, so, Chiru, uh, all, all the set-asides you mentioned, there aren't set-asides like this for people coming from Southeast Not general Asia. people. Not general people. Not from South Asia. No, for South Asian people, we don't have any parole programs. <laughs> okay. I see, okay. So, so what about all uh, for uh, mainly American uh, continent and? But I, I, I guess I don't understand. Yeah. What is a parole? Is we, it is it kind of like a you get out of jail free card? You we, yeah, George Willie had kind of covered it a little bit at a, at one point. I vaguely remember, but maybe you can tell us one more time. Tell me again. I what what is, exactly what? is the parole visa? What is a parole? Okay, the parole program is a. Um, program, I mean, they, they, there are different kinds of parole. A parole program is something, uh, DHS, which is the Department of Homeland Security, has a authority to grant this, which is this, this called parole, get out of jail card, I would say, but what, what, what uh, George said, for non-citizens, and allow them to enter or 
temporarily remain in the United States and for a specific reason. I see. Okay? And, and how long so the, is, could this be? Six months? Six each, weeks? You know, it, it, it is not an across-the-board thing, Jay. It is depending on each program, depending on each reason. So those time periods vary. I see. Okay. Okay? The parole can be granted by three authorities. One is the USCIS. Mm-hmm. Other one is the CBP, which is called Customs and Border Protection right. Agency. Uh-huh. Other one is ICE. Uh-huh. Right? ICE, uh, you know, Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Uh-huh. Right? Mm-hmm. So there are different parole programs. I'm, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to talk about the humanitarian parole program. Okay. 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 Which is, which has a humanitarian parole program. So those, that's a parole program where you have to apply and generally given on the basis of if you're, if some, one of your loved one is receiving a medical treatment in the United States. Uh-huh. There's no definition in the INA for what you are going to give the parole, uh, what is urgent humanitarian reason. There's no definition mm-hmm, given mm-hmm. in the statute or regulations. I see. So it has gone on practice, based on practice, what USCIS has considered, what's the urgent humanitarian reason. Yes. Okay? Okay. Uh, so one so, is so, so one let's, of your let, love. Let's say yeah. you were going to give an example, I, I assume... Uh, let's say that your lo- loved one is uh, critically ill and yes. is in, in, uh, in the hospital. That is the urgent humanitarian parole. So you could uh, get that, that visa in 24 hours, maybe? Man, not 24 hours. You, <laughs> it is not that. Nothing is 24 it's hours. hours. <laughs> but but <laughs> if it's, uh, if it's humanitarian and urgent, then how, how quickly could you get that? If it's so urgent then what I would not do, the humanitarian parole, suppose a person is in the deathbed and it's a matter of a week mm-hmm. the doctors are giving. Right. So what I would do is I would advise my client to apply for a B1, B2 at the embassy right away. Mm-hmm. Okay. And put, it, put those documents in front of the officer and let the officer make a decision to give the B1, B2. Oh, because going through the parole program will take about a month to two months to mm. get a parole document. Uh, okay, so that's not a okay. fast, fast so process. Critically medical treatment means you're not talking about one week lifetime. Mm. You are cancer third stage or fourth stage. You are treating. You are receiving treatment. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you the doctors has given about four or five months of living. Yeah. Okay, so that we can work out a humanitarian uh, parole. Mm. Or you're coming to, uh, as an organ donor, mm-hmm. to give it to United States, uh, yeah. citizen or whoever who I do. Right. And visiting or caring, or caring for a sick relative in the United States, same thing. And attending a funeral, or settling affairs of deceased relatives in the United States. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can keep a funeral, I mean, Today we can keep a body for several months or you're coming to pick the body up and go. I mean, there are certain things, depending on the urgency, I would advise the client 
go and get a B1, B2 rather than doing a humanitarian parole. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Okay? All right, so we but digressed. Now we can go back to the humanitarian parole. We can go back? Yep. Okay. So then uh, also you do your uh, parole, like humanitarian parole, for public benefit parole. Uh-huh. That is, you're being brought to as a witness on a huge criminal law terrorist case, mm-hmm. you know, drug cases. They can bring a person on a parole to testify here. Uh-huh. Okay? Yeah. And um, then you have uh, some... Uh, another one is I want to talk about is a military parole. Okay? It is a very uh, interesting program that... Uh, one should uh, look at if you have a son or a daughter who is in the military. Yeah, so, Chiru, uh, hold on a minute. We're almost at, at a commercial break. So hold on to that thought, and we'll be back at you with that. Okay. Uh, folks, this is Indo-American News, and we're talking to Chiru Nanayakara about humanitarian parole and other visas. So don't go away. We'll be back after these commercial messages. Community Hello? Roundup every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. सुनिए मैं आपको थैंक यू कहना चाहती हूं थैंक यू क्यों क्योंकि आप दुनिया के बेस्ट फादर हो और फादर्स डे पे मैं आपके फेवरेट गोभी के पराठे बनाऊंगी तुम तो कितना करती हो हम सबके लिए इस फादर्स डे पे मैं कुछ लेना नहीं तुम्हें देना चाहता हूं बताओ तुम्हें क्या पसंद है ओ मुझे तो सिर्फ महाराजा के हीरे पसंद है हमारे घर की लक्ष्मी के लिए अनमोल हीरे और वो भी महाराजा से ये तो सोने पे सुहागा वाली बात है महाराजा ज्वेलर्स bringing diamonds to life. A wedding is a once-in-a-lifetime milestone to celebrate in grand fashion. Uh-huh. Margaritaville Lake Resort, Lake Conroe, provides the space and splendor for the ultimate South Asian wedding experience. Exquisite indoor and outdoor venues for up to 600 guests. All suite guest rooms overlooking the beautiful Lake Conroe. And a variety of multi-day amenities and events for a truly one-of-a-kind wedding. All is possible at Margaritaville. Call 936 103 now to plan the wedding of your dreams. Looking for fresh homemade spices? Chandrika Masala is the place. Chandrika Masala retail outlet at factory location 13220 Morphy Road. Chandrika Masala 100% homemade spices, atas and chutneys. 713-789-3088 chandrikamasala.com 713-789-3088 Crime, politics, finances, climate change. Ah, sometimes it gets to be a bit too much. At Indo-American News Unplugged, we bring voice to your feelings. Call in to talk, share, or disagree with Sanjali and Jawahar. And listen to Jyoti playing songs based on Indian classical music with Pramod and Sudhir. So call Indo-American News Unplugged. Kick back and listen up, folks. It'll make you feel better. Every Saturday, listen to Masala Radio, 3 to 6 p.m. Indo-American News. 
Welcome back, everybody. We're talking to Chiru Nayakara, and try saying that a few times fast. Chiru. You're doing really well. I'm doing really well, but I, I'm not pronouncing his first name. Charanjaya Chiru. Chiranjaya. Okay, Chiranjaya. Chiranjaya. Chiranjaya Nanayakara. Did I say it right? See, he said good. Yeah, yeah, pretty good at it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, ro- it's rolling off our lips now. This, this is Sanchali. Chiranjaya Nanayakara. See. Yeah, you go. See, it's not that difficult. So, and he is sharing with us all the information about humanitarian parole and different types of parole that we we found out. But uh, you were explaining a little bit more about the humanitarian, uh, Chiru. Please go ahead. Yeah, the military parole. The military parole, yes. In place where, you know, you're here illegally. You don't have any documentation. You may have crossed the border when you have crossed the border, there is nothing you can do if you have a U.S. citizen child. You have to leave the country uh, and then get it at the uh, consulate, your green card, even your U.S. citizen child sponsors you. But no sooner you leave and you then become, but no sooner you leave, you will become subjected to a 10-year bar. Mm. Unless you can get a waiver, to get a waiver, you must have a U.S. citizen spouse, a permanent resident, or U.S. citizen spouse, or a parent. But no, no. When you when you say, anchor a waiver. I'm, I'm okay. sorry uh, to interrupt you. You said uh, military. Uh, is this for but somebody who's? If your child is in the military. Ah. If your child is in the military in active duty, mm-hmm. then the U.S. government will parole you in place. Uh, Normally, with a parole, you have to enter the United States, or people. most of the paroles are given for people to enter the United States. Yeah. As I said, to attend to a uh, sick person uh, on medical ground, medical emergency, or to testify in a case, mm-hmm. or something like that. Or, uh, so far, in this case, they will parole you in place. In the United States, you're out of studies, your son or daughter is in the military active duties. They will say, okay, we'll forgive you. You have already donated an asset to our country. Oh, I <laughs> <So>. see. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So, so we're going to uh, go ahead and parole you in so you can legally live here. So that is a form of humanitarian parole. That kind of a humanitarian, but we call it a military parole in place because in order to get that humanitarian parole, you had to have an asset that you are willing to donate to the U.S. government. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So what's another example of humanitarian parole? Um, I, I have seen medical and funeral stuff is the only thing I have seen which is getting through a humanitarian parole um, other than other ones are like, you know, for people who are now Ukrainians are getting... I was going to program. ask you about That's Ukrainians, yeah. Cubans, uh, Ukrainians are having, Afghans are getting certain parole programs. Yeah. So yes. each one, the other parole programs, which are kind of um, humanitarian, when you are giving those people who are fleeing their countries, uh, that those are focused on each country. Uh, Unlike asylum. Asylum is not focused on each country. Now, asylum 
it's a humanitarian kind of a parole, but we, we, we have, uh, it's not a parole, but it's a humanitarian law which we have included in the immigration. Yeah, and Jiro, you mentioned Afghanistan, and I think those uh, translators used to work for the U.S. government, they yes. probably are on that humanitarian Yeah, on NPR program. the other day. Come on the per- Go ahead. They were yes. interviewing uh, an Afghani lady with three kids, and uh-huh. her husband got left behind. She's here by herself. He got oh. a parole? Yeah. So, I mean, she has to have some kind of legal status, otherwise mm-hmm. she cannot live here. Yeah. yeah. So, Afghans have a... Now, parole, when you get a parole, you're on parole, right? Mm-hmm. You can't, uh, you, you're you not on a green card or a visa, on a green card, right? Yeah, you, you, you have parole, temporary you status. Then for Afghanistan, like translators and those folks, yeah, we have what is called a SIV visa, oh, okay. a special immigrant visa program. I see. So they can apply to get their green cards. If they have entered on the parole, then they can go ahead and um, change it to SIV, or if they're abroad, then they can also come straight on the SIV program. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's that's. The, sorry. That's SIV stands for what was it? Special, Special immigrant visa. So, okay, like for example, if an air 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 force pilot from from Iraq is here, and or he suddenly uh, un, you know that would be, uh, or or let's say a different country like let's say Ukraine, he's here now he can't go back to Ukraine. So he has a special visa that he can take avail of. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they can apply. I mean, SIV program is very, uh, very, very narrowly uh, interpreted. They, they have certain uh, uh, things that you have to uh, fulfill. Uh, it is mainly uh, Ukrainians. Uh, I don't know whether they are in it or not. I need to check that. I'm not sure. But uh, uh, I know Afghans are there, and Iraqis were there, and and they expand that program every time. I see. Okay. All right. Well, Chiru, we have been uh, greatly enlightened by yes. by whatever you shared with us about humanitarian parole and and special conditions. Uh, so uh, I, I meant to ask, I mean, this may be a little flippant, but suppose you were getting married and you needed to get to the church on time, but you were still stuck in in New Delhi. How would you, would that, would that come under some sort of humanitarian parole also? Marriage? You want oh, to attend yeah. a mar- wedding ceremony? Right. Nah. Of of your grandson, let's say you you know your grandfather, you have to come to your grandson's nah. wedding. No, our our cultural folks makes it to be hum, uh, humanitarian. Case. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't a humanitarian. Not humanitarian enough, Jawahar. Not unfortunately, you are getting class like that and say, "Oh, my granddaughter is getting married. <laughs> I need to be there. It's a traditional thing." I said, his granddaughter is dying? Then I <laughs> <laughs> well, she's dying to get married. <laughs> <laughs> that's different than this. <laughs> All right, Chiru, uh, thank you. Different. 
Thank you so much. We've really enjoyed it. And uh, we look forward to having uh, you or George. Back uh, on the show. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, George was uh, originally slated to be on, but uh, yeah. he was uh, he's out he's of town. He's enjoying a month of uh, working remotely from New Jersey, where he is with his uh, granddaughter. Yeah, with the granddaughter. Yes. So, so he's enjoying and, you know, he's working remotely. I think if he took your call today, he would have been out of New Jersey. Uh, oh, I see, I see. So he's getting humanitarian parole from Texas. <laughs> yeah, humanitarian parole to get to Houston. <laughs> but we really get enjoy having both of you on the show. So thank you so much for, you know, educating us and sharing all this wealth of information. And, and so before I let you go, uh, would you like to share a phone number for people to reach yes. out to you? 281-269-2522 is our main line. You can call the main line. Once again, once again, 281? Yes. 281-265-2522. Right. And call and, you know, if you want to have an appointment with Mr. Billy, talk to Anita if you want to. Have a appointment with me directly. With uh, then you can talk to Jacqueline, my assistant. So uh, you know, one of them will be able to make an appointment. Great. Thank you once again, Chiru, and have the uh, good rest of your weekend. You, you all too. Have a nice weekend. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. And uh, we actually do have our next guest already yes. on the phone. He's right. waiting. Correct. So, uh, Sanchali, would you like to introduce him? Absolutely. So this is Parvez Agwan. Yes, Parvez okay. Agwan. So the Parvez Agwan is running for the United States Congress in Texas, newly drawn District 7, the most diverse district in the state. If elected, he would be the first South Asian and first Asian ever to join Congress from Texas, in addition to being the first true progressive and youngest member of the Texas congressional delegation. Parvez grew up in the diverse area of Mission Bend, where he was raised by loving immigrant parents. There, he witnessed the daily struggle of immigrants being forced to navigate the unforgiving systems of government. He saw how the American dream that so many people were promised had simply died. After graduating from Texas A&M and MIT, Parvez began a career in clean energy development, overseeing some of the largest wind and solar projects in the country. This experience gave him a deep relationship with the fight for a more sustainable world and a unique perspective as to the influence of lobbyists and special interest groups on American policymaking. Pervez is not taking a penny of lobbyist or special interest dollars at any point during the cycle because he believes in rejecting big money in politics and focusing solely on the people in District 7. Welcome to the show, Pervez. We are very happy to have you with us. Hey, thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Yes, absolutely. Right. Uh, well, thank you once again, uh, Pervez. I, I met Pervez at the IMAG Gala. Mm-hmm. for the first time um, about three, three or four weeks ago. And when I met him, I, very uh, great personality. He has a beard, he wears glasses, he's a very uh, uh, dashing young man. The first thing he asked uh-huh. me, Thank you. The f- <laughs> first thing he asked me was, where do you live? And I said, what, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Very I, important. Very, 
I do not know you. Why are you asking me this? But then I realized afterwards he wanted to know where, we, where I he, lived. He Be- wanted your vote. <laughs> no, no. He wanted to know the zi- obviously the vote, but he wanted to know whether the zip code was included in the District 7. seven. Yeah. Correct. In other words, he I'm wanted your vote. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Parvez, we have two people uh, on this radio show who belong to your district. So we oh, want wonderful. to hear your pitch. <laughs> no, but well, thanks for having me today. You know, seven seven zero seven seven and seven seven zero seven nine. Correct. Right. Are oh, they both okay. in District Seven? Yes. So here's the thing with zip codes. Zip codes are broken out. It's usually the neighborhoods, right? So oh. you know, I, I grew up right in the heart of the district. Uh, if you're living in uh, Highway Six, if you're living on fourteen sixty four, if you're living on University Boulevard, you know, Telfair, Woodbridge, uh, Greatwood, River Park, New Territory, Eliana. Uh, Grand Mission, Fieldstone, uh, go on and on eastward, you know, in West Park, Towa. You can name hundreds of neighborhoods, right? So really it's breaking out by neighborhood as opposed to, as opposed to zip code. So which are the neighborhoods that, uh, you know, District 7 <clears throat> cover? So District 7 is now the most diverse district in the state. Uh, you know, a chance like this for a young Indian like myself to get elected only happens, you know, uh, in a moment like this due to redistricting, right? There are now more Indians. Uh, there are more uh, Pakistanis, Hindus, Muslims, Asians in this district than any other area in Texas, right? So it actually starts off with Highway, highway uh, 59 and 99, uh, right there, right next to Telfair and New Territory, and it goes up from Sugarland, uh, you know, crosses over into Highway 6, it goes into Richmond, it cuts over into Mission Bend, then it goes east on the West Park Tollway, it goes into A-Leaf, Sharpstown, Gulfton, and it goes a little bit more east into Bel Air, West University, and Montrose. The district's actually almost uh, 75% non-Caucasian, and it has the largest Asian-American population of any district in Texas. If, if there was ever a district where an Indian like me with an Impervisa Guan could win, it's this one. Well, and, and it was carved out by, due to redistricting, right? That's right. That's right. So every 10 years, uh, once the census finishes, uh, you know, uh, Texas added two congressional seats, right, that go to D.C. Texas now has 38 congressional representatives that go to the United States Congress uh, from Texas, right? And... Uh, it's because our population grew as a result of the census check. Now, what happens is every 10 years, the state legislatures, they actually redraw uh, the congressional maps, right? So every congressional district in the state has around 760,000 people. Uh, but since the Republican Party controls the legislature, you know, they have the ultimate authority over the way the lines look. So most of the districts that were drawn uh, in and around Houston, uh, you know, are still firmly Democrat. If you go kind of on the outskirts, uh, district 38 was a new district. It represents the old District 7. So as a result of firming up you know, a Republican stronghold that's around Republican plus 15 to plus 20, which means it's statistically difficult for a Democrat to win the seat, uh, when they firm up their seats in the gerrymandering process, uh, what happens is if you cut Republicans out of a map and put them in other districts, you basically just leave Democrats in one district. So this district I'm running in is statistically impossible for a Republican to win. It's around 70 to 75 percent Democrat. Uh, and that means out of 760,000 people, uh, you know, uh, around 80% of them are, 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 ca- are non-Caucasian. Uh, around, uh, I'd say around 200,000, 250,000 are uh, Asian and Arab. Uh, and then finally, we only need, you know, a couple thousand votes to win the primary next year. So it's, it's really primed. If there was ever, and ever, you know, and ever a, a time for an Asian American to take a congressional seat in Texas, it's this one. Right. And so this, the district that you referred to, District 30, was it 38? That's the one that... Yeah, that's... That's the one that uh, Hunt has. Uh, he's a he's the, he's the lone black Republican 
from Wesley Hunt. Yeah, Wesley Hunt, right? That's right. And, you know, he represents a lot of the older District, you know, 7. So the old District 7, uh, it actually was held by George Herman Walker Bush. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, obviously over time flipped over to Carberson. Uh, and, you know, uh, 2018 was a 50%, 50%, you know, Democrat-Republican uh, toss-up, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, the old district had a lot of Piney Point, Bunker Hill, I-10, Spring Branch, right? They kind of curved up northwards towards Cypress and that 290 area. Uh, and that district was radically different than this one, right? So the new District 38 uh, actually has River Oaks. It has those same old District 7 areas. The new District 7 is flipped. It's flipped in such a way that it hugs the most diverse communities in the entire city of Houston, right? This new, this new district is one of very few districts within this entire country that has this many Asian Americans and this ethnic diversity. You know, it has Fort Bend County in it, which was listed as the most diverse county in America now, right? Not just the most diverse county in the state. Mm -hmm. uh, this is actually um, the most diverse district in the state in terms of ethnic makeup, nationality. It has Gulfston, which is home to so many different Central and South American uh, populations. It has A-Leaf. Uh, it has Sugarland, Mission Bend, Richmond. Uh, these are pockets, the most dense and most culturally diverse pockets in the entire state and country now. Right. And and therefore, it, it behooves having to build up uh, a uh, common interest and, uh, for, between these communities. Because from Montrose all the way to, to Sugarland, there's a, a diverse population. You've got mm -hmm. LBGTQ people in Montrose. And then you have, like you said, 225,000 Asians and Arabs uh, throughout the district. So you have to go door to door and coalesce a lot. We can talk a little bit more about that when we come back. We're going to be going to a commercial break, Perez, so don't go away. Indo-American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American Indo News Radio. Orissa Culture Center, 16th Annual Houston Jagannath Rathyatra, Saturday, June 24th, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. 3101 Fuqua Street, 9 to 11.30 a.m. Free health and dental checkup, 3 to 5.30. Odyssey, international dance, music and Vedic chanting, 6.30 to 8.30. Chariot pulling and Samohik Maha Arti. Free dinner, Mahaprasad, shopping bazaar, free parking and kids play area, 281-888-5220. OCC at OU. Org. Stop using a razor. Start laser. Get ready for summer with Amerijuve. Laser hair removal. Full body. Only $19.99 with lifetime warranty. Cool sculpting. 30% off per cycle. Specials valid until June 30th. Visit one of six Amerijuve locations for skincare and rejuvenation, including microderm, microneedling, chemical peels, Botox, and fillers. Call for your appointment. 713-960-6262. Or visit Amerijuve.com. Amerijuve. Look good. Feel good. If you think you're keeping up with the news, tell us what you know. Get on the Indo-American News Radio Quiz Show. I think I know this. The only quiz of its kind on Desi Radio. In the U.S. And win points, a prize, laughs, and make friends. To get on the Indo-American News Radio, email today. News at yahoo.com or call 713-789-6397. Indo-American News Radio on Masala 98.7 FM. Every Saturday, 3 to 6 p.m. With Jawahar Sanchali Pramod and Jyoti. 
crime, politics, finances, climate change. Ah, sometimes it gets to be a bit too much. At Indo-American News Unplugged, we bring voice to your feelings. Call in to talk, share or disagree with Sanjali and Jawahar. And listen to Jyoti playing songs based on Indian classical music with Pramod and Sudhir. So call Indo-American News Unplugged. Kick back and listen up, folks. It'll make you feel better. Every Saturday, listen to Masala Radio, 3 to 6 p.m. Indo-American News. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking to Perez Ag- uh, Agwan, who's actually running for uh, District U- United States House District 7 that runs all the way from Montrose to Sugarland. And we talked about the, 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 the parameters of the district and the, the kind of diversity in the district. And Sanjali, you wanted to ask... If- yeah, I had a quick question, Perez. I live in Telfair, so will I be voting for you too? You are in the heart of the district. And, you know, it does run from Montrose over to Sugarland. You know, I, I grew up in Fort Bend County, right? You know, uh, for me, it's an honor of my life to represent my home area. I went to Fort Bend County schools. I grew up right in the heart of Sugarland. I went to Travis High School. But my wife and I actually live in Montrose now. You know, uh, it's a bikeable, walkable area, but also it's home to progressive Houston, right? You know, and there's one message, uh, Sanchali, that cuts across all aisles, whether it's Democrat or Republican, whether it's progressive or moderate. It's that... Politics isn't really working, and lobbyist money is controlling everything. And that, that's why, you know, someone asked me on the line, hey, you know, uh, these are really diverse neighborhoods. You have Montrose and you have Sugarland and Ailey. What's the unifying message? The unifying message is that people want politicians that aren't taking any lobbyist money or special interest dollars because people are sick of it, and they want real action from the representatives, not what their donors are driving. And I'm, and I'm proud to do that. You know, I hope I can earn your vote, too. Uh, yeah, Pervez, uh, I live in um, Barker's Landing, and Lizzie is our congresswoman right now. So, uh, Lizzie Fletcher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is that uh, di- part of District 7? So Barker's Landing, right, if, you, if, I'm, if I'm right here, it's right around uh, Highway 6 and I-10. Is that right? Yes, yes. You are officially now outside of the district. You're, oh, okay. Wesley Hunt is your... Rep, uh, your but rep. he's yeah, a Republican. Well, you might, you're, you're in a district that's a little right. bit north. The huh? cutoff, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, the cutoff uh, for for this district now is right in between I six and I ten and uh, and West Park Tollway. It's really shifted. I would I would look in to see who your new congressperson is. Um, it also depends on what you know how close you are from I ten. You know, what most people don't realize though is you know we've been on the ground for some time now, and you know I'm, I'm really grateful. You know my parents actually you know they're from Bombay. You know, and I always tell, you know, a lot of, a lot of Desis are asking me, you know, you know, like, hey, what are you doing? And my family always ask me in Gujarati, right? like, why, why do you do this kind of, like, what, what are the chances, right? And I tell them, right? If, if our community, when we're this strong and we're not a minority, we're a large super plurality now, if we don't stand up and compete in the political arena, we'll never get Indian Americans elected to Congress. And I'm right. proud. Well, well but hold, be, you know? hold, on, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute, uh, Perez. You're a young man, and you graduated from Texas A&M, I think I would imagine in engineering or something, because you went on to MIT. What, what took you from being an engineer to running for Congress? You know, Asian parents, right? You know, they always, you know, my, my, my dad was always like, hey, you're going to go to college, you know, because, you know, my dad never went to college, right? So, you know, my parents placed a very high emphasis on education. I was the first in my family to go to college. And as a young person at 18, you never really know what you want out of life. 
Uh, my family studied engineering, some of my cousins, so it, it was a natural progression for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it wasn't really, my heart was never really in it. You know, I got my bachelor's and my master's in engineering. Uh, I quickly, you know, went to go work in Houston's oil and gas industry, and my heart was not in it. it. It just was not, you know, and the oil and gas industry crashed, and then I quickly realized, okay, maybe I need to move to something a little bit more sustainable, you know, that's not cyclical. Uh, it was right around the time that I was going to ask my wife to marry me, and, you know, Houston's oil industry crashed. Uh, and, you know, everybody lost their job. Everybody lost their health insurance. And that was a tough time for me. Uh, you know, and I realized, okay, number one, as a young person, I don't want to be tied to a cyclical industry. But number two, I don't think I really enjoy engineering. I only studied it because, you know, I was told, this, oh, this is the right path. You know, we always teach our kids to be doctors, lawyers, engineers, business people. But sometimes I think it's really important for them to explore the liberal arts, explore, you know, the humanities. And finally, I think public service is a very noble venture. I have a you know, my family being uh, originally from Katiawar in Gujarat, that's the same area that Mahatma Gandhi's from. Mm-hmm. You know, my great-grandparents, there's a great family folklore that, you know, are, you know, and it's true, there weren't selfie cameras back in the day, so we couldn't confirm. But, uh, you know, my great-grandparents, you know, on, on both sides, they marched with Gandhi, uh, you know, with Bapuji, you know, that's an enduring term meaning father, in, 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 in the march against the British, right, in the 1930s and 40s. So I have a picture of Mahatma Gandhi on my wall, and it teaches me one thing, and I think it's very important, that, you know, when you see something wrong out there and you see society in front of us is not working, we can't just stay comfortable where we are and we have to go out there and struggle against it. And right now, I think the biggest form of struggle for me came when my father, he passed away. It was very tough for him because he had lost his health insurance and he had lost his job when oil and gas crashed. Mm-hmm. Right? So he was driving an Uber. He didn't, he didn't have, you know, a couple hundred dollars for checkups. He didn't have money to continue buying drugs or medication because he was an early diabetic and he had early onset heart disease. Within a few months of losing his health insurance, dad passed away. Yeah. And that really stung me. So we live in a society where medical bankruptcy is the number one cause of bankruptcy. Well, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on a minute. Uh, One thing that you've got, uh, I'm trying to make sure that our listeners understand your personality, your background, and so on and so forth. Is your wife also Indian? My wife, so we did a, if you guys are Bollywood fans, we did a Virazara wedding. You know, my wife and I, we were both born here in the United States. I was born in New York, and so was she, but, you know, we grew up here in Texas. But my wife's family is from, uh, from Karachi, Pakistan. Oh. Um, and, you know, her, yeah, her family is originally Hyderabadi. So, you know, during the partition, which I think was a very difficult saga for many Indians and uh, right. you know, Hindus and Muslims, and, and is uh, her family is just she, a bit of, Is she totally supportive of your run? She's the activist in the family. She should have run. Yeah, if, you know, there is no there is no Pervis Aguan running for Congress without his wife, Sophia. Right? <laughs> she, is, she is the activist light. You know, she took me to my first view uh, when I was 24 years old. She drug me to Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren rally. Uh, oh, you know, it was a big rally, uh, you know, up in Boston in D.C. because Sophie went to graduate school in D.C. And from D.C., we moved over to Boston where we spent uh, six years for school, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and every, every week she'd take me to a political rally. And she's like, listen, because, you know, I was a dumb Texas kid. You know, all I knew was football and sports. Right. Yeah. So when I went, when, yeah, when I got up to Boston, that's when you know, that's when I realized because you know you're surrounded by all these smart people. I was really lucky to go to uh, go to MIT. I was working at a company that was founded by a Harvard and MIT graduate, and everybody, you know, everybody around me, you know, they were talking math, politics, economics, and you know, they look at me. Hey, Pervez, did you follow the interest rate hike? You know, the other day, or what the Federal Reserve is doing? And I would look at them and I would say, No, not really. I was watching the Texas A and M football game. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, then, and then you start to realize that you're not really. You're not really in t- attuned, right? The culture is so different. In you know, I mean, Parish sounds like an ideal candidate for our quiz. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we have to invite him. So, Parvez, uh, 
uh, once you get elected, I'm just, uh, you know, assuming you will get elected, okay? She wants to what, be your chief are, of staff. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, what are some of the, you know, things that you'll be working on? I know you did talk about medical bankruptcy. So what are some of the projects that, you know, you will be focusing on? So we have a very strong three-pong policy. There's a lot we want to do, but here are my three main focuses. Number one, no one in the richest country on earth should go bankrupt if they get sick or cancer. 80% of the cancer drug market is controlled by three companies, and they are prouse gouging people who are suffering. We demand universal health care. It's unacceptable that health insurance companies are making billions of dollars right now. Hospital CEOs are making millions. But the average person, it doesn't matter if you have insurance. If it's a high deductible plan, you're going to go into debt, right? We need universal health care in this country. We're the only developed country on earth that still has a for-profit health care system. Yeah. Number two. Mm-hmm. Number two, and this one is near and dear to my heart, right? You know, and, you know, number one for, you know, medical health, you know, uh, universal health care for me is close because of my father's story. But number two, it all boils down to big money and dirty money in politics. Right? There is way too much money in politics, and it's coming from corporations, defense companies, health insurance companies. It's unacceptable that there are millions of dollars floating around. You know, there's a dark money system, but the current campaign finance system allows corporations to outspend people. You know, we actually outraised the incumbent this last quarter. We raised more money from average everyday teachers, doctors, people on the ground, radio show hosts, business owners, than the incumbent. In this radio show host. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, I was yeah. amused you know, as well. Most, right. Most of, every, most of the dollars in politics right now don't come from people. They come from Wall Street, big companies, Amazon. They come from foreign lobbyists. They come from health insurance companies, big pharma companies. Yeah. You can't have politicians that are taking millions of dollars to win a seat like this. And I mean, I think it's completely unacceptable that right now we have a system with so much dark money that if a billionaire wants to buy an election, a billionaire can buy an election. And I think third, most importantly, Houston needs to be a city for the future. Clean energy. I build wind and solar projects for a living Clean energy isn't the future. We need it right now. What they don't tell you in this state is that wind and solar are the cheapest forms of energy. You know, uh, fossil fuel industry lobbyists are spending millions of dollars to trash, you know, renewable energy. And, and, they, and they just did it. They did it very well in the Texas legislature Legislator, just now. Yes. They didn't give them any incentives and, for clean energy. And I work on that. That's my career. That's my profession. And one of the reasons I'm running is because we live in a system, everybody's electricity is going to get more and more and more expensive in this state. It's skyrocketed. It's because we're allowing baseload and reliability to be, uh, uh, to be uh, served by peaker plants that are natural gas because the oil and gas industry, monopoly utilities, natural gas companies, they're all donating maximum amounts to the people that are running Austin and D.C. And we want to make sure that your electricity goes down. Did you know if you allowed me to be your congressperson and maybe someday in charge of writing electricity rules, we can completely move Texas to a renewable energy grid, your electricity costs would have. You would be paying at least, at least half or even less than that. Well, and electricity costs, that cheap. electricity costs are only one of the components. The other component is water. I mean, where water costs are going up through the sky over the next, they're projected to grow up, go like 30% a, a year for the next 10 years. So, yeah. And, and you know, the, the, the biggest problem, you know, honestly, you know, to everybody in here and to everybody listening is we can't give the keys to our government, which is supposed to represent people, to corporations and for-profit entities. Like, look, I'm not anti-corporate. I just don't think a corporation serves one purpose, to deliver shareholder value and profit. 
So if you're going to let a corporate you know, entity donate to campaigns and then donate to politicians and then drive policymaking, we're going to end up in a system that, you know, it's, it's called the corporatocracy, where the corporations take all the money, they write all the policy, and the average person gets left behind. So we're getting squeezed for water, we're getting squeezed for electricity, we're getting squeezed for food, we're getting squeezed for uh, every single thing. And we have to fight back. We have to return this government back to us. And that's why I'm running for Congress. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that, that makes all the sense in the world. And we're very happy to know that you have a good platform that, that I could support, Sinjali. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, all the, all the different items on your agenda sound uh, awesome, and I do not know how you will go about doing them. But yeah. you know, well, but, but when you meet him, the first thing he's going to ask is, "Where do you live?" Uh huh. <laughs> I already told him where I live, and he told me he will be representing me. So yeah, all the very best, you know. And I'm, well, but uh, thank you, thank you. Per- Perez, uh, before so Jawad, you're in his district. I'm not sure. But I mean, it doesn't matter to me at this point. I think I'm under, under my arc enemy number one, which is Wesley Hunt, because uh. it, <laughs> it, 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 it used to be Lizzie, but but it got carved out. Oh, okay. So yeah, I think asked how we're gonna do it. I think you know you live in Telfair. This is a grassroots campaign. We have a lot of staff. We're opening an office next week, and we're gonna go knock on every door in the right. Day. So I, say, I, hey. I I was just gonna ask you one another candidate who who went through this whole process was uh, Shri Kulkarni, and Shri, uh, I'm sure that you've had the benefit of some of his experiences in running in this uh, kind of district because he also preached the same vibes about what was his district his, seventeen twenty two. 22. Right. And and so he went through the same motions eventually uh, because there was uh, the same sort of mix of diversity in, in his district. So is he helping you in, at all? So he's a wonderful friend and he's, he's been a you know, great resource. We've sat down and he's really helped me in many ways. Uh, and, you know, think of it this way, right? Three, what he did was very noble. It's very important for our people to go out there and compete. Uh, and, you know, it's not about winning or losing as much as it is about breeding a culture in our community of voting, civic activation. You know, our people don't vote right as often as we should be. We have low primary voter and low local municipal election voter turnouts. And we have to build that kind of culture. Hey, we have to vote. We have to go vote. And finally, three, you know, he did a wonderful job turning minorities up. And his district was uh, much less diverse than this one. Because, uh-huh. you know, it was a 50% Republican-Democrat toss-up. They basically took a lot of the Desis and Indians and Pakistanis out of Sri's district, and they, you know, connected yes. us up with A-Leaf and Sharpstown Correct. and Dalton. Correct. So, you know, if Sri, if Sri was running in this one, he'd have a really, really great chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 750,000 people live in his district, uh, and 80% are, uh, are minorities, 225,000 Asians and Arabs. Uh, so it, it's an opportunity to 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 have uh, like like Pervez is saying, an Indian, a South Asian, in in uh, representing us. Right. We have to have. And a so, say folks, uh, Pervez, uh, yeah, Pervez, do you know who's competing against you? Oh, well, Lizzie. it's, the, it's the prime right now. It's the primary. Oh, okay, the it's Democratic an, primary. The next nine months are and, important. Uh, yeah, and you know, um, what I want to say is whoever wins the primary next March is guaranteed to win the seat. The seat is a 75% Democrat seat. So whoever wins the primary next March will be the congressperson for that seat. Oh, okay. And right Good now, there, there is an incumbent. Uh, the incumbent uh, was drawn into the seat 
Uh, but, her, you know, where she lives, her neighborhood of River Oaks is no longer in the district, right? Whereas I live in the district in Montrose, and I grew up in it. Well, so the, it really doesn't matter to us who else enters the race. There could be 10 people. We're just going to work harder than them at meeting voters and spreading one message, a message of true change and getting big money out of politics. Well, would, she, yeah. would she be then disqualified to run the district? You mean because no, she doesn't no, live no. in it? Okay, well, this is a, this is a piece of uh, information that a lot of people don't know, is for federal congressional districts, you don't have to live in the district. Now, it's suggested, oh, okay. and I, w- I would hope that whoever is running to represent our people in the Congress, you know, has familiarity with the district areas and lives in it. But, you know, I can't control that they don't. But I do live in it, and I did grow up in it. And I'm proud to be, the you know, if elected, the first Indian ever elected to the U.S. Congress in Texas. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Well, we're, we're very excited about your run. You, you sound very excited. You sound very exciting. Yeah. And we are- oh, thank so you. All the thank very you. best. More power to you, Pervez, and I'll definitely vote for you. So oh, <laughs> you have my vote. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to knock on your door anyway. And we'll spread the word. We'll help as much as you need, okay? Thank you, Pervez, and everyone out there in Radio Land. You just learned a lot about Pervez Aguan. So, if you have any more concerns about him, when next time you meet him, you can you can tell him you heard everything on on Indo American News Radio. Right, Pervez. Thank you so much. All, all the best to you. Hey, uh, thanks so much, everyone. And thank I'm you. sure we'll have you back on the show. So, yeah. good luck to you. Thank you. Oh, I look forward to that. Do you have your that. website, Pervez? Yes, yes, yes. So. For all the listeners, uh, if you want to learn more about us, it's very simple, www.agwanforus.com. That's A-G-W-A-N for us.com. All right. Oh, wonderful. Thank you, Pervez. Thank you, Take Pervez. Care. Take Thank care. You. Bye-bye. And all the best. And we'll be back after these messages, folks. Indo-American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. Ekal Vidyalay non-profit organization impacted over 84,000 tribal villages in India. Community support has made Ekal's mission a noble reality. Ekal brings musical fundraiser Sur Sangam to Houston with Sarigamapa fame Vishwanath Batunge with leading artist and musical band. Friday, June 30th, Stafford Center, 6.30 to 7.30, Social Art. Complimentary appetizers, tickets starting from $25. Call 281-668-59. Or visit ekal.org. Mahesh's Kitchen, a fine dining restaurant, serves fusion, avocado bhel, Chinese chaat, mango habanero salmon, and traditional vindaloo curry, lasuni chicken tokada, whole pomfret. Mahesh's Kitchen, authentic organic cuisine, meets beautiful modern decor. To go and catering for up to 300. Mahesh's Kitchen, upscale Indian restaurant and bar in Sugarland Town Center. Crime. 
politics, finances, climate change. Ah, sometimes it gets to be a bit too much. At Indo-American News Unplugged, we bring voice to your feelings. Call in to talk, share or disagree with Sanchali and Jawahar. And listen to Jyoti playing songs based on Indian classical music with Pramod and Sudhir. So call Indo-American News Unplugged. Kick back and listen up, folks. It'll make you feel better. Every Saturday, listen to Masala Radio, 3 to 6 p.m. Indo-American News. You are listening to Indo-American News Radio and I have a quick announcement about an event that's going to take place next Saturday and it's the Tagore Centre Foundation in partnership with Pembroke Taparelli Arts and Film Festival will host the Rooted in Wellness event and it will take place next Saturday, June 17th from 9.30 to 3.30 p.m. at the Tagore Centre Foundation located at 3850 Ash Burnham Drive, uh, and it's in Houston. The f- festival will promote diverse modalities of health and wellness to different communities through a variety of events, including breathwork, yoga, a selection of short and feature length documentaries, short films, and panel discussions that highlight issues such as mental health, nutrition, exercise, and community health initiatives. Uh, the audience will enjoy powerful films that explore health and wellness in our communities. And uh, the first one will be Food Apartheid. And it's, uh, it's, the movie is called Food Apartheid. And it's, uh, a fil- uh, it's uh, directed by Alan Christ, founder of the Power Splash Project, a film company committed to creating projects with themes on mental health. So in the panel discussion, we will have uh, the panel discussion is called planting strategies for making holistic health practices more accessible and affordable. And uh, the the keynote speaker is, she's a trainer for Human Trafficking Task Force. There's a speaker who is the founder and CEO of Houston Wellness Workshops. And there is another founder and CEO of Monaco Natural Health Solutions. And then there will be a second uh, movie, which is The Science of Kemetic Yoga. And there will be another panel discussion, Planting Seeds of Hope, How Community Gardens Can Improve Health and Wellness. And there will be a food truck, which will be promoting um, organic you know, wow, healthy, nice. healthy food. So Sounds it's, like uh, a lot of things. Yeah, a fun activity day. So if y'all are... It's next Saturday, the 17th. If you can register, you can register on Eventbrite. It's, the program is called Rooted in Wellness. It's a community event. But or you can just go there. It's a free event, open to the public. You may not, you know, you do not have to register. Everyone is welcome to attend. Right. Well, thank you so much, Sanjali. And now we are at the moment we've been, the two of you have been waiting for. That's right. Because uh, we have someone called in all the way from London, England. Yes, uh, our uh, special uh, freelance correspondent, uh, his name is Rugved Ved Damle, and he's at the Oval. Uh, I don't know if he's there right now, but he was there. Uh, Ved is a cricket enthusiast like you and me. He played under-19 state-level cricket in India, and ever since being in the U.S., he's been a part of major cricket events and activities. From 2015 Cricket All-Stars to being on CBS Sports to give his views on cricket. He has worked with cricket professionals, hosted cricket events in America, 
and these days he does a weekly forward-looking podcast for a U.S.-based sports company called Cricket Huddle. Uh, but Cricket Huddle must be his program, and it's, uh, it's on the company. state of cricket. Yeah, yeah. company's Cricket it's, Huddle, right? And state of cricket is the name of the program. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, it's the top thirty cricket podcasts. Uh, with close to 100 epi- 150 episodes in its library. Wow. Welcome, uh, Ved. Uh, tell us about what's going on in the Oval. Well, l- let me just add to something else here for people to get more connected with Ved. He hails from a small hill station called Lunavla, mm. 60, oh, mi- Maharashtra. 60 yeah. miles north of Bombay. He played from... Uh, can be north. Yeah, fifty mi- 60 miles north. Yeah. It's uh, famous for Chiki, Lonavla. Right, chiki. yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've been there many times. Yeah. But uh, he, he uh, moved to the United States for his master's in mechanical engineering from the University of Florida. And when he graduated, he started the professional life working with Fortune 500, Fortune 50 companies, rather, he says, and started up in the energy sector. So... Welcome to the pro- program. And it's 11 o'clock at night over there. So thank you for joining us this late at night. Absolutely. I look forward to talking to all of you and really appreciate the opportunity. I think uh, it's super exciting to share uh, what I'm experiencing out here from the Oval. So look forward to that. So tell us some of the exciting stuff. You don't sound excited. You sound tired. (laughs) (laughs) He probably was screaming and yelling all day, right? At the match. There was not much. You can guess that from my voice because I've been screaming and yelling sharing for Team India, but this pretty much test match has been a roller coaster starting from day one when it was, in the beginning, it was Team India all the way. Uh, The day first, the first day kind of ended at a low where Australia kind of dominated and the next two days were like, India is pretty much out of it, but you know, from yesterday and today, India has a chance, so who knows, you know, if one of our batters actually stays at the crease, this might just be one of the best cricket test matches ever uh, to have witnessed. So I'm kind of looking forward to tomorrow and cheering and uh, cheering even louder. Yeah, yeah, one of these like Virat Kohli or uh, Ajinkya Rahane has to have a inning like VVS Lakshman had a few years ago in Calcutta. Yeah. You are very optimistic. I, <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> I hope and I mean, pray that you know all our wishes and dreams come true, and especially with that Shubman Gill, you know, controversial uh, wicket. You know, we all Indians feel he was not out, <laughs> and all Australians <laughs> feel he was out. What are your comments about that? I mean, I'll give you my comments and I'll give you what, uh, along with me, 30,000 people shared for. So at the moment that thing happened where it was a catch, they kind of uh, showed it on the screen and it was a clear, uh, his fingers were definitely, uh, you know, in the, his two fingers were on the ball and the other two fingers were kind of away from it. So there is definitely contact with the grass. But the entire stadium, and I would say probably 90% of the stadium is filled with uh, Indian cricket fans from all across, uh, they started booing the decision because Shuman Gil was given out. And I kind of agree with that decision as well. Because, uh, yeah, I think... You agree with it? Yeah, I agree with the decision that it was not out. 
because so I mean, you well, disagree with I, the decision that the, the umpire gave yeah 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 i agree yeah. with our fan decision right because i'm a cricket fan because heart. it was uh, pretty obvious that it had touched the grass it had touched the ground you know and every time they were rolling you know in the uh the tape yes they were rolling through it real fast so that you know they were they should, they weren't stopping exactly at the point where it touched the grass okay. so no that's true and i actually had the opportunity to talk to uh, people in the media room after the game after the base play and even everyone thought of the same thing uh, the only concern that everyone brought up which i think is very valid is there were not enough replays that were taken not enough technology that was used to make that decision so not enough data was used in order to make an informed decision is what everyone feels mm. right which is why it remains you know one of those decisions which again might change the course of the game or you know might not really affect it we'll find it out tomorrow mm. just one day to go yes well where you actually ended up going uh, through our press pa- uh, credentials that you had to some of the practice matches before the 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 actual test uh, stuff yes. so tell us a little bit yes. about that did you run into anyone there did you get autographs did you get some selfies <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah 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 so absolutely uh, I, it was a wonderful experience i kind of landed in the uk and uh, i was pretty much excited to get my accreditation and uh, the moment i went there it was a little bit Yes, you kind of had to go to a, a couple of different halls in order to get that. But eventually, when I got it, you uh, you got you know, what? Was, you got your credentials. credentials. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, the media accreditation for the practice uh, practice days, which was the fourth, fifth, and sixth of June, three days before the test match. So, how do you Because get this media accreditation? It's uh, he's representing Indo American News. Oh. Oh, in the American news is well known all over the world okay. my dear. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Okay. But, <laughs> but I don't know how you get the media accreditation. Okay. So but, all right, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Sanchali has starting to have ideas. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? <laughs> And so is Pramoda. <laughs> no, I think it's a great I think it's a great fantastic opportunity if anyone gets that they should definitely take. So it. so tell us about the practice matches then. Did you run into patients yeah. rather? So, Uh, I basically ran into a lot of journalists that everyone knows about the, from the cricketing world. I did not bump into Harsha Bhogle, but pretty much everyone who's from the cricketing fraternity that is supposed to be covering that event was there uh, for the practice games. The Bharat Sundarajans, uh, the George Dobell, uh, Sunandan Lele from India. You know, so that was great to bump into a bunch of them i knew a couple of them from past so it was great to connect back with them but in terms of players i i was literally 5 feet away from rohit sharma uh, and 5 uh, feet away from shardul thakur virat kohli was far off so i could not really get close but to be honest i did not really take any selfies because you know i didn't want to disturb uh, while while the practice was going on so they pretty much just left in front of me but i definitely have pictures that i will i will send across to uh, to you guys that uh, that that kind of show the full picture of it but yeah. some of the things that really stood out was the reserve bowlers that india has especially uh, this bowler called mukesh kumar he's up and coming he's taken um, to england as a reserve bowler and he was He actually bowled Virat Kohli two times in the practice sessions, mm. which was 
which was just crazy to find out because getting Virat Kohli's wicket twice in one net session is just unheard of. So that was something that everyone was buzzing about uh, while the match was going on. What kind of a bowler is he? He's a fast bowler. He hails from Bengal. Oh. And uh, I was talking to a bunch of journalists and they said that because he's been playing at the Eden Gardens, uh, which is very similar to the conditions that you see in England, he's very used to bowling in these conditions mm-hmm. and getting the ball to swing. Mm-hmm. Well, wow, wow. Boom, boom in the making. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. What a, yeah, yeah. What a fantastic opportunity you had. Uh, so, uh, Rugved, what's your uh, uh, forecast for next uh, next day, tomorrow, the fifth and final day? The yeah. predictions. Ah, that's a great question. So, because I'm kind of here with a bunch of friends, we're kind of just doing that before this call. And a few things have to work out. I think tomorrow with 280 remaining on the board, it literally has to be zero for three wickets for Team India. Just start with a fresh start. Basically, you just have to get 280 runs like you do it for a one-day game, which is not that difficult. And with Virat Kohli and Rahane at the crease, I think that first half an hour is critical. If they are able to navigate that first half an hour, the pitch doesn't look actually that bad. The pitch was quite easy to bat on for everyone. Virat Kohli was just timing it beautifully today. So if Indian batters are on top for the first half an hour to one hour, I think it's, uh, you know, it's definitely going to start panicking the Australian team because once the score becomes, <laughs> you know, uh, the the gap starts shortening, it's it's going to get easier for India to start dominating. So, so is is the uh, is the stadium full? Yes. Oh, it's full. More than full. <laughs> it's exploding. Thirty thirty-five thousand. Yeah. And I know a friend who has traveled all the way from the U.S. So he bought a ticket uh, on day one after the day one was over, and he bought a ticket uh, for day five. He actually reached today because today is day four here, and he tried to get in uh, through because it was like just one hour remaining. He literally came down from the airport directly to the stadium. And he could not get through because the stadium is full. No one's able to... I was going to say, so are still tickets available? And if so, how much are they? They must be like exorbitantly priced. So, uh, I know the ticket actually costed... So, nobody expected this game to go day five, right? So, typically, day one to day four tickets are anywhere between 50 to $100 for the basic seats, okay? Mm-hmm. And day five, typically, no one thought it was going to go to that day, so it was 20 bucks. And oh, today, wow. that day 5 ticket is costing around $300. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no tickets are remaining, right? So wow. Right. Are, are, you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it, quite it's hot out there. So they were saying that as the pitch dries and gets harder, it'll help uh, the spinners. And there are cracks and stuff. So they were saying Nathan Lyon might have a field day tomorrow. So what are your well, thoughts? Uh, no, I think maybe, maybe at least today they were able to navigate Lion quite well, except for Rohit Sharma, who kind of, uh, he. I think he was in a hurry. I don't know why, but he clearly was. So he did not really read the pitch that well, or Lion, because Lion was bowling his first over. But I think Virat Kohli, the way he is on the crease, and Rahane, mm-hmm. they were facing Lion head-on. So. Good. If 
they continue the same way as they did today, shouldn't be a problem. Good. Yeah. Let's hope and pray for the best. We are all rooting for Team India. Yeah, it, really, and and it will and, be a phenomenal victory if it and, happens. And Ved, uh, when you come back before you leave that stadium, you need to bring us some memorabilia, souvenirs, <laughs> souvenirs. <laughs> I will definitely try and get as much as I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, enjoy yourself. We really, yeah. yeah, get some sleep because you'll have to be at the stadium soon. Very soon. Yeah. That's right. Right. Well, yeah, absolutely. All right. I couldn't miss this opportunity. So yeah. You know, at Wimbledon they have uh, strawberries and cream. Right. I wonder what they serve at the Oval. Well, at the Oval you've got stands of ice cream, a lot of those. Oh, Maybe right, samosa and dhokla and chutney. <laughs> <laughs> why not? No, yeah, why not? There's actually I'm 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 uh, I I got became friends with a couple of people from these. The, I don't know if you guys know about Bharat Army. Oh yes, it's a contingent uh, of Indian fans, and you know they definitely have the doklas and samosas as part of their party. So right. yeah. they definitely yeah. tasted a bunch of that. Well, with uh, one question, you know about this major league cricket that's coming to Grand Prairie? There'll be there are two locations. Uh, there are six matches that are going to be played. You know about that? Yes. So yes. Are yes. you involved with Starting that? In July. Yeah, and uh, starting in July, I'm really looking forward to that. We'll get to see a lot of world-class cricketers. You might want to just uh, tell our listeners about that a little well, bit. Well, actually, we're almost out of time. So, But we, that's we, happening right here in town. Right. It's a good thing for the community to know. Correct. All the local cricket enthusiasts. Why don't you tell them about it? I don't. So uh, that's why I'm asking uh, Ved to talk about it. Maybe if he stays on uh, in the next segment, he can talk about it. Well, oh, we okay. have to go to a commercial we break. We have to go into a commercial break. Yeah, afterwards. Uh, Can you stay a little? Sure. Okay. So, Major right. League Cricket is quite an exciting. It's basically IPL, but IPL. Yeah, so hold, hold your thoughts. We're going to a commercial break. Ved, we will be right back after the commercial break, and you can tell our listeners a little bit more about it. Okay? Okay. Sure. Here we because, go. Because, yeah. So, don't go away, folks. We're going to a commercial break. Stay tuned. Indo-American News Radio, India News, US News, World News, Movie Reviews, and Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. सुनिए मैं आपको थैंक यू कहना चाहती हूं थैंक यू क्यों क्योंकि आप दुनिया के बेस्ट फादर हो और फादर्स डे पे मैं आपके फेवरेट गोभी के पराठे बनाऊंगी तुम तो कितना करती हो हम सबके लिए इस फादर्स डे पे मैं कुछ लेना नहीं तुम्हें देना चाहता हूं बताओ तुम्हें क्या पसंद है ओ मुझे तो सिर्फ महाराजा के हीरे पसंद है हमारे घर की लक्ष्मी के लिए अनमोल हीरे और वो भी महाराजा से ये तो सोने पे सुहागा वाली बात है महाराजा ज्वेलर्स bringing diamonds to life a wedding is a once-in-a-lifetime milestone to celebrate in grand fashion. Margaritaville Lake Resort, Lake Conroe, provides the space and splendor. For 
the ultimate South Asian wedding experience. Exquisite indoor and outdoor venues for up to 600 guests. All suite guest rooms overlooking the beautiful Lake Conroe. And a variety of multi-day amenities and events for a truly one-of-a-kind wedding. All is possible at Margaritaville. Call 936-448-3103 now to plan the wedding of your dreams. Crime, politics, finances, climate change. Ah, sometimes it gets to be a bit too much. At Indo-American News Unplugged, we bring voice to your feelings. Call in to talk, share, or disagree with Sanchali and Jawahar. And listen to Jyoti playing songs based on Indian classical music with Pramod and Sudhir. So call Indo-American News Unplugged. Kick back and listen up, folks. It'll make you feel better. Every Saturday, listen to Masala Radio, 3 to 6 p.m. Indo-American News. Hello, everyone. We're back again with Ved Damle, who's calling in from London. Ved, are you still there? Hello? Ved? Don't tell me Ved you lost him. Ved is taking a nap. He's on line one, so you'll have to no, turn that line on. No, it, we had to switch lines. Oh, okay. Uh, Ved's not there. Hang on. Hello? I'm speaking. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, there, he's there. yeah, his volume was turned off. Okay, Ved, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, go right ahead. You were going yeah, to tell us about the Major League Cricket that's going to be yeah, played yeah. here. Yes. So, Major League Cricket is an upcoming T20 league, just like you've got the IPL, but for America. There's going to be six teams that are going to be playing from July 13th at uh, Grand Prairie uh, Stadium. It's a stadium close to Dallas, very close to Houston. And uh, basically, it's going to have players from all across, definitely from Australia, South Africa, England. There might not be players from India right now, or we don't know. Maybe they might be. But it's it's a league that's in its inaugural phase. So this will be the first season. And (coughs) it will have much more going forward. So 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 you said uh, Dallas, right? Grand... Grand, Grand Prairie is just outside of Dallas. Right. And then uh, also in Houston? Uh, I don't think the Major League Cricket games are going to happen uh, in Houston. Oh, okay. But there are Minor League Cricket games, which is like the step, which kind of is one step before the Major League Cricket. Those right, games right. happen in Houston. The Major oh, okay. League Cricket has got two locations. One is the Grand Prairie and the other one is in California. I see. Yeah, those are the two locations. Well, Wade, thank you once again for joining us. We've got to go on to our, the rest of our show. Have a good flight back and bring us back some good stuff. <laughs> okay. Yes, I will definitely. Thank you for joining right. us. We thank really you. appreciate it. Thank you. All right. And I'll tell our listeners again about the... Or later. Yeah, later. Let's okay. see. We have another caller calling in. Hello. Are you there? Caller? Yes, I'm here. Yes, we have Mr. T.D. Daniel. He's calling in, and Mr. Daniel is a very, uh, very uh, loyal Persistent. listener okay. of our show. And he's he was really, uh, he had uh, comments to make about the Kerala story. We, we featured uh, Vijay Pillod last week on uh, talking about the Kerala story from his perspective. And Mr. Daniel is from Kerala, and he wants to explain his point of view. Please go right ahead. Uh, we have a few minutes before we go to the rest of our show. Okay. I have seen the movie, and I am fully convinced that mo- this movie is funded by RSS Sangabriwar because they don't have any footfall for the last 10 years in Houston, now in Kerala. 
not in the assembly, not in the parliament. They have got zero seats, both in the assembly and also in the Lok Sabha. So they want to get their foothold in Kerala. The only way they can do it is create an atmosphere where Muslim will be denounced, demoralized, okay, and uh, demonized, denigrated. That's the only way they can get their foothold. And so they can create a division between Hindus and Muslims so that they can get the election in 2024. Right. And now, but Canada, Mr. Mr. Daniel... Mr. Daniel, you, 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 you spoke with us last week a little bit, and you, you, let's make it clear for everyone. You are a Christian, but you are not a uh, practicing Christian, right? So really... That is true. So that is true. And what is your perspective about the Hindu, Muslim, Christian uh, uh, communities we, in Kerala? We live harmoniously for last 300, 400, 500 years. There is not a single riot, just like in... North, in the North India, okay, not a single riot, okay, we are amicably live for the last 304, can you point out a single story where Muslims or Christians are harassed by Hindus? Hindus are the best people of Kerala, as far as I know, the, the Kerala Hindus. Right. There is no division between us, okay, mm -hmm. people are marrying between, you know, each religion, that is their own, just like Mahab, Nawab, Patwadi. Married, you know, Sarmala Chogo. Did anything happen to Hinduism? Tell me. And their children are acting in the Hindi movies. Did anything happen to Hinduism because of that? Did British rule for 200 years? Okay, did they make any conversion? They are still 2% in the whole of India population. Okay, so that they are, what they are trying to do in this uh, movie is, okay, they are trying to create a fear that the Muslims are converting by Muslims. That's the right. thing you can say about Hindus who are coming to United States and marrying right-wing Christians here. And they are, they are going to make a movie about it, and these Hindus are coming here to convert people. Okay, so we Christians should make a movie about it and make an issue about it. How do you react to that thing? Right. Well, right, Mr. right. Mr. Daniel... Evangelical Christians are so much against Hindus who are coming here. Mr. I know them because I speak to them very often. Well, okay. thank you. Mr. Daniel, thank you so much for sharing all this stuff with us. We have to go to the rest of our program, but but I, I, I promised you that we would give you a, little, a few minutes to talk about your opinion and your perspective, and and uh, everyone should rest assured that Indo-American yeah, news, Indo news, we allow yeah, people we allow to, to voice this. Opinion and, to be heard. Thank you so, so thank much, you Mr. For Daniel. Thank you calling us and giving us your viewpoint. Thank, thank you, yeah. sir. Bye-bye. Um, and uh, now... We are going to go to the tail end of our show, which uh, means movies and cricket. We've already talked cricket ad nauseum here. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk basketball? I saw the match yesterday. What about your announcement? Yeah, I'll make it after our sports and oh, uh, okay. movies. Yeah. Well, uh, why don't we talk about NBA finals? Yes, I saw the match yesterday. And, uh, uh, yeah, the I think the Denver Nuggets they just took it away. I mean, right. Uh, Miami Heat what happened was... Uh, uh, the Miami Heat, uh, they probably double-teamed uh, Nikola Dokic. Yes. But it freed up uh, two other guys. Yeah. And they were able to score. But then he score. was fouled out for a little bit, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's 3-1 to one in favor of the Nuggets. And it's possible Miami may win another game. And now they're going back game. to Denver. So, you so know. it's going to be tough. Yeah, uh, home so game. It'll be finished in... Uh, uh, probably the next one. Next game or yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. I th I thought they were uh, way too you yeah, know I yeah. think dominating <laughs> yeah. When's the next game? Is it tonight? 
No, Monday, Monday night. Monday, Monday night. night. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. And you tell us about uh, tennis. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the French Open tennis, you know, today it was the women's, women's finals. finals and that Iga Schwartek, she won and it was a hat trick for her. She right. won. Oh. This was her third uh, French Open uh, back title. Back to back. Yes. Consecutive. Right. And, and Djokovic is, is slated to win. Right. And I think... Uh, Carlos uh, was suffering some cramps. Or right, sort yeah. Of but but he beat him very very uh, heavily. Decisively. Six, yeah. 6-5, 5-7, 6-1, 6-1. Yeah. So it was yeah. it was pretty bad. Um, on, this, on the subject of movies, we so, have a movie uh, that's coming out wait, next. Uh, uh, the French Open, the finals will be for the men's tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Right. And it will be uh, Djokovic against... Uh, Casper Rude. You're right. R- what a, that would be a rude awakening. <laughs> for Casper. It's spelled R-U-U-D. <laughs> By the way, on the subject of movies, we have another Desi uh, uh, producer, uh, uh, person with, with movies movies in his eyes. It's... Um, Actor, not, director? Pavan Grover. Mm-hmm. His movie, 97 Minutes, for which he wrote the screenplay, is actually releases tomorrow. Is he acting in it too? I, he has a cameo role, I think. Okay, okay. And then we... It's it, got Alec Baldwin in it. Alec Baldwin. So and it's Jonathan in all the major theaters? No, no. Uh, it's only in... Uh, it's it's coming out of the Studio Movie Grill on on Missouri City oh, okay. tomorrow. And then it's going to be in America Cinemas in Pasadena. And a few others. It's opening nation, uh, apparently nationwide. Uh, and Jonathan Rees Myers is also in, in, involved in this movie about a hijacked passenger jet that will crash in 97 minutes when it r- runs out of fuel. It hmm. sounds like a, yeah. So it sounds like a thriller. Yeah, yes, uh, where have I seen uh, Jonathan Rees-Myers? Uh, Bend It Like Beckham, maybe? Okay. Oh, yes, yes. Right. Oh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, but he's been in other movies, too. And then we have another uh, one, two, three, four Desi movies that are all playing around town. A lot of them are Telugu movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Telugu there's is very one, popular. There's one Hindi, Zara Hatke, Zara Bachke. I was listening to Sridhar this afternoon, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and they played one song that w- sound, sounded awfully like Natu Natu. Yeah, no, really? there is a Hindi version of Natu Natu. No, no, in uh, in Telugu. Telugu. Oh, now they're copying probably. Now they're <laughs> copying, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Zara Hatke, Zara Bachke has got Vicky Kaushal and Sara Ali Khan in it. Yes, and uh, apparently it's the it's theme is... Comedic. Yeah, the theme is very uh, relevant. Yeah, a young couple hap- who yeah. want their own accommodation. Yeah, they live in a joint family, and, right. and no something privacy. happens, and they uh, they uh, said the bride maybe served uh, eggs or uh, meat in the food, mm-hmm. whereas the rest of the family and guests were vegetarians. Yes, so a huge everyone issue. was upset at her, and she wants. Uh, different house of her own right so right, that's right. the premise and and one other tidbit uh, before Sanchari does that announcement one more time and then uh, I, I want to close out the show with with a, a, a song a tribute to Astrud Gilberto who actually sang the original the girl from Ipanema it's yes. a beautiful song uh-huh. she, she sang it with Stan Getz on the saxophone oh okay in 1964 but um we, uh, Indo-American News Radio, we all had a retreat at Margaritaville Lake Resort 
in Lake Conroe? Yes, last uh, Sunday night and Monday morning. Right, and it's a beautiful place. I mean, yeah, we sure really is. enjoyed it. And a uh, lot of activities for kids, a lot of water sports. And, so, yeah. and, uh, and it's, the, it's, the pricing isn't so bad. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's got a Compared huge... to the hotels in Galveston, it's much better. And yeah. uh, we used to go to that location when it was called Del Lago. Correct. And, uh, uh, and I enjoyed Margaritaville very much. And Jyoti and I did the Lazy River yeah. uh, Monday morning. He also went and played, uh, had some but, but balls golf. on the, no, no, you hit some balls on the regular yeah, yeah, main golf course. Too, yeah. So they have a huge adjoining golf course. Right. They have a little mini putt-putt golf range and uh, lots of activities, water sports for kids. Yeah, and several yeah. restaurants that you can several go to. Several restaurants. And it's yeah. quite packed actually because it's and summer then, uh, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, and the huge conference center. So, you know, you all can have your conferences there and you can have a wedding weddings there. yeah there's a huge article in the newspaper this week our newspaper yeah about uh wedding in uh south asian weddings in yes. margaritaville yes and sanjali you want to do that announcement again before i play the song and we turn the end to the end of this show today yes so there is an event coming up next Saturday, June 17th, from 9.30 a.m. to 3.30 in the afternoon. And it is being uh, presented by the Tagore Center Foundation in partnership with Pembroke Taparelli Arts and Film Festival. And the event is called Rooted in Wellness, and it will take place at the Tagore Center Foundation, which is located at 3850 Ash Burnham Drive and it's in Houston. It will promote diverse modalities of health and wellness uh, to different communities and will uh, include events such as breath work, yoga, a selection of short and feature-length documentaries, short films, and panel discussions that highlight issues such as mental health, nutrition, exercise, and community health initiatives. And uh, there will be two uh, movies that will be shown. They're like documentaries. One is um, committed to, uh, you know, uh, th themes on mental health, teen bullying, teen pregnancy. Teen, teen bullying. Bullying, <laughs> teen pregnancy, school shootings, grief support, fake news, and the importance of participating in the political system. So very relevant issues that they will be dealing with, these documentaries. And the other one promotes uh, living your best life by exploring diet, spiritual awareness, and kinetic yoga. So, uh, folks, please uh, try and attend. It's a free event open to the public. There's plenty of parking. And it's like an open-air event with tents set up, and there'll be healthy food trucks. So please spread the word and uh, share it with your family, friends, colleagues, neighbors, and just, you know, try and bring more people to the event. It's for a good cause. So, so that's at the Tagore Center Foundation, which is on Ash. 3850 Ash Burnham Drive. and there Which is just west of Derry Ashford and just south of Richmond. And there's a two there will be two panel discussions, which will be, you know, um, the participants are all like very prominent in their areas of work. So. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sanchali, for that. And mm -hmm. with this, um, I'm going to try to play the song by uh, Astrud Gilberto. And we'll just, I'm, I'm going to sign off, guys. Yes. Uh, we had a wonderful uh, program, program today with lots of variety mm -hmm. uh, 
we talked about immigration cricket all kinds of uh, and great then we topics. had live classical singing before that that's that's, true. that's uh, right not very common so yeah next well, week we're going to have the quiz yes contest, it right? was great uh, being with you folks so we're signing off for now and jawahar has a song and when she passes each one she passes goes